0: Hello and Happy New Year! Thank you for tuning into another episode of the More of Me podcast. My name is Sandra and I am your host. Today's episode is sponsored by my digital program, Yes To Me 101. Doors are currently open for pre-enrollment. If you are a mom who has been struggling with finding your identity post-kids, if you've been feeling invisible, maybe unloved or just plain stuck, then check out the link in bio to sign up for the program, which starts on January 23rd. Don't miss out. Okay, so today's guest is my good friend, Jenny, who is a mom of three. She is married and has multiple businesses, some of which are run by her and her husband. And in this episode, we talk about entrepreneurship, we talk about communication within family, the great reset of 2020, And we even dive into a bit of astrology, so you know what to expect for 2022. Jenny also leaves us with a great tip on how to get past fear and self-doubt when wanting to start a business. So without further ado, here's the episode. Welcome, Jenny. I am so excited to have you on the podcast. We got together this past weekend for a little ritual ceremony and we were talking about doing this podcast. So I'm so excited that the day has come and welcome. How do you feel?
1: Hi, Sandra. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for you. I can't. I can't believe you went this far with it. It's so exciting. And I'm I'm just happy you invited me. And I'm happy to be here and chit-chat with you about all the good stuff that we love.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm happy to have you. I love your energy. I love everything that you do. I wanted to feature you because you are a mom, you know, just like the rest of us out here. And what you have three kids, right? Two girls and a boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah two two teenage girls and then one crazy little boy
0: <laughs> seven year old but you've also have multiple businesses and that's really one of the things that I want to talk about today is how you run your mom life but also how you run your businesses because you have businesses with your husband, but then you also have businesses that you do on your own and I'm like, I don't know how she does it. Honestly, I look at you and you do so many things. Mm-hmm. And so I want to really get into the multi-passionate side of you, the entrepreneurial side of you, because I think there's so many moms out there that have something in their heart, but they don't even know where to start. So let's take it back a little bit and mm-hmm. let's, let's talk about Jenny a few years ago. Was entrepreneurship something that you always wanted to do? You know,
1: to be honest, no, I actually fell in love with entrepreneurship um, while doing hair because I started off, um, I started off as a hairstylist, you know, that's where we met. (laughs) And so I just remember being in high school and that's really where my love for hair started. Um, And of course, you know, when you're young, when you're in high school, I liked a lot of things. I was into fashion as well. Um, I loved makeup I loved looking at magazines because back then there was no you know obviously no internet or access to internet like how we do now with you know social media and things like that so back then for me was all about magazines that's where I would look at the fashion trends the hairstyles the makeup and um, that's where my love for beauty started and then I started doing it things on myself I would you know I would start dyeing my own hair, doing my own makeup. I would, you know, put patches or glitter on my bell bottoms and things like that. And I just noticed a lot of my friends started liking the same kind of thing. And that's where I would bond actually with girls with, you know, when it came to talking about hair and makeup and fashion. So I have always been pretty friendly. I love making friends ever since I was little, but I noticed with beauty, that's where, um, you bond with another girl, because that's something you have in common. You know, things that you like, do you like pink or more blue? Or what color hair do you like? Do you like black? Do you like short hair? Do you like long hair? So I noticed that was a common thing with girls through high school. And that's how how I would make friends pretty fast. And um, from then on, it started just happening where girls would want me to do their hair, my friends, they would be like, who does your hair? Well, I do at home. Oh my gosh, can you do my hair? Yeah, come to my house and I was always very friendly that way. So my house, I always had different girls. <laughs> I even started uh plucking eyebrows and I would do some of my guy friends back then too. And there it was not good. Like I would leave their <laughs> eyebrows like rainbow. <laughs> it was bad, but they let me. You know, they let me experience, uh, you know, experience on them and and try it out on them. And so I just became, I noticed that uh, my communication skills were pretty good for that age and I could talk to everybody. And um, when it comes, when it came down to being a hairstylist or being um, in the beauty industry, that was always in the stars written for me. I knew that's what I wanted to be. And even my friends, teachers, everybody knew, oh, Jenny's going to be a hairstylist. Like that was already known throughout high school. So after high school, I had my kids first, I got married. And um, I had my two daughters first, then we got married. And then I started uh, beauty school right away because you know, Dryan knew that that's what I wanted to be. Since he met me, I told him, oh, well, I'm going to go to beauty school. I just took a break from high school and I was partying and this and that. And that's when I met him. And then I start, I, but he knew the plan was I was going to go to beauty school. It just, my kids came first, you know, in the story. So when I started beauty school, um, again, I bonded with girls when it came to like fashion, beauty, hair, makeup, all of that stuff. And so as I, you know, once I graduated beauty school, I just kept, uh, I learned the business side of it, which was communication. When you're a, a hairstylist, you're everything. You're a chemist, you are You have to learn how to uh, be, you know, take, um, what's it called, like take, be an accountant. Mm. So you're you're also a scientist, you're a chemist. And on top of that, you're a saleswoman. And on top of that, you're a therapist as well. So, it's oh, yeah. like, you know, it's so many jobs in one. And I noticed that I loved everything about it. It's like a whole 360. And I just loved every piece of it. And from all those different things that it comes with being a hairstylist, I started liking different parts of it as well. Like um, I love the accounting part of it too. And I think that's where I started noticing. I like the business, like just business in overall, because the same formula I would use as a hairstylist, which is you have to be friendly. You also have to know, you know, numbers. You also have to make it about the customer and make sure that you're providing good services, good products, and be honest that whole formula of entrepreneurship, I noticed I can take that with me everywhere, not just as a hairstylist and also a therapist. You know, you have to be a therapist with customers as well, with anything that you do. People will always want to talk to you about something and that's where you create a bond. So I noticed with being a hairstylist for 10 years, that was really my passion was the entrepreneur part the business part of any business is all those elements together that helped me understand entrepreneurship with just being a hairstylist and then from then on i noticed i had other passions not just hair you know i i loved the photography and i started doing photography too i've been doing that for i think now it's been 6 years with photography and um And then what else did I? Oh, my God, I just do so much stuff. (laughs) I know. It's it's a lot, but it all kind of goes together. You know, the only thing that kind of was
0: out of the blue
1: was the astrology stuff that that just that was a COVID thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So just so you guys know. So Jenny does photography. She does hair she stopped doing hair for a while but she does she did hair she did the photography she runs her own online shop uh, where you sell crystals and t-shirts and sweaters she has an actual like shop here with her husband that she runs along with him um and then you do the selfie room as well right? Yes, the which,
1: photo yes uh-huh, which is a yeah. photo
0: booth service for events. And yeah, I mean, I've, I've already lost track, but you do so <laughs> many different businesses. So when I'm talking multi passionate, she is like her picture is right next to the dictionary when multi passionate entrepreneur, for sure.
1: <laughs> it really is. It really is. It just kind of all just added each other up all on its own. It kind of, it was like a ladder. Like every year I was climbing up a ladder and every step was something new that I would add into the business, but somehow it always all connected back to hairstyling, to being a hairstylist. Mm -hmm. It always connected. And I do feel like I got a lot of these ideas of doing these businesses from my customers, from my clients, because you spend so much time with them, you know, and you hear about them. I mean, they would come in every, some would come every month, some would come every three months, some would come once a year, but no matter what, in every appointment, I would always catch up with them. And then just, I think all of this got influenced, all the businesses, ideas that I've had have been from My customers, really, all their ideas and everything that they would suggest, I would really, really take that into consideration and really hear them out. And some ideas were crazy. Like, you know, it's really cool, actually, talking to people while you're doing their hair because they have so many crazy ideas and some are super cool that they, they are just so excited that you're an entrepreneur and they kind of want to live that experience through you because you're doing it. Mm -hmm. So they'll, they will tell you their most deepest desires of, or they'll tell you, man, if I was you, I would do this, 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 this. And you're just like, Hey, that's not a bad idea. Some ideas I'd be like, Whoa, that's too much, you know, but (laughs) Other ones, I would really, really, it would just kind of, I could feel it. You know, when you just feel like it's a good idea and it's the perfect timing, you would just take it. Or sometimes I would hear an idea from somebody and I would be thinking that already. And I'm like, okay, this is confirmation that I need to do this. And then another time, somebody else would tell me the same thing and the same thing. And so all of those times that I would hear the same thing from people that I was thinking in my head. I took it as this is a sign. I have to do this. So actually from being a hairstylist after five years, I um ended up opening up my own place. And so um, we did photo Drian. you know, me and Drian did it together. And um he ended up he was doing uh graphic design and printing shirts. And the little room next to his was my room, which that's where I started more of my photography stuff. But before it was photography, I actually opened up a little, it was just for a very like small, maybe like eight months. It was a boutique for clothes, like we had clothes. So it was, I partnered up with a friend. She really wanted to do this too. We both wanted to do it together and it just seemed right. So we literally just went to LA, bought some clothes from downtown LA, fashion stuff like dresses and tops, and we both split it half and half. We came back to Vegas and we called the Jelly Studios. So you could come and shop and have your hair done with me at the same time. That was the very first time I stepped out of just doing hair, Mm -hmm. you know, because I had my own spot and people are going to come anyway. They're going to come shop. And that's where I learned a lot of things along the way. Like I, I learned that You know, you might have an idea. And if you stay there thinking about it too much, you're not going to do it. You're going to be like, nah, then I got to do this. And you're going to talk yourself out of it. So I noticed, at least for me, I just jump and I just do it. If everything feels right and it's at the perfect moment, I'm not going to think too much into it. I'm just going to freaking start ordering stuff and do it because we could stay stuck there. You'll stay Uh stuck there. The same thing happened with my online shop now. I just had the idea. I really loved wrapping crystals with um, wire wrapping. And it was just a hobby that I would do for myself or for friends, or I would look at videos. I just really liked it, you know, because I started getting into crystals a lot, but I would buy them from people. So I'm like, I can do this. Let me look it up. And I would just look and look and look. And I really fell in love with it. I started giving some to like my family, my sister, my mom, the kids. And people started complimenting them. And then I started giving them to friends. And then I'm like, hey, there's something here, people are really liking this stuff. And so I think getting feedback from other people as well is what gives me confirmation to do that even more to expand it, you know, it gives Mm -hmm. me wings. And so we do need if you don't put yourself out there, even for any idea that you have just to test it out. If you don't put it out there, you won't know the response that you get back. You'll just be in your head all day stuck and your own head will be your own response. But that's why it's good to just I always suggest to just go for it. Just do it. Just let it go. Do it. Try it. Give it to people. Give some samples. See their reaction, See their response. And then just go from there. Don't stay stuck thinking because it'll take forever.
0: Oh yeah. People get lost in like the the busy work, the logistics of what do I need? What supplies do I need? And trying to plan everything so perfectly, but never really taking the action that's eventually going to give them the profit. Do you find doing all of these multiple businesses can be exhausting?
1: I do sometimes. Sometimes I do. I'll catch myself. Um, there was a time where right before quarantine in two thousand nineteen, um, right before COVID happened and all that, I was so overwhelmed. I was because at that time we had our shop. It was it was actually a photo studio. So I was also doing hair. That's when the idea of the selfie room started. Where the photo studio, I just. Since it was just me working, taking pictures and doing hair, I wanted to turn it into a selfie studio where people uh, come in and pay and they take their own pictures with their phones. Now there's a couple of those here in Vegas, but (laughs) I remember when I, I really wanted to push that because I thought, well, if I'm too busy you know, booking clients with hair and, you know, taking their pictures, people can just use a studio and it'll make money without needing me. So uh, we were trying to run that we remodeled the studio so that it could be that with different scenes I, and we are hands on we did everything like we had about six different scenes. Um, we did everything. We didn't hire people. Drian was the one cutting the wood. I was the one stapling stuff on the wall, like getting props. And the kids were very hands-on with us too. I would include them in everything we did because I wanted them to know this is why we work so hard, guys. And it's it's a family thing. Like it when you want to do something, you can just do it. You can do it yourself, you know? And Um, we never really asked for help but we did have a lot of people hey you guys need me today or I can come so you know we gladly invite people yeah come and uh, that creates a community as well people feel very like wow I helped do this for them you know so it's really cool when people want to come help we always say yes um we would include the kids a lot but I remember that year I was just so overwhelmed with all of those things and um I remember when COVID happened um, in 2020, I was actually so grateful. I was so happy that I had to pause because that's when I realized, oh my God, I put way too much stuff on my plate. What am I doing? Like, and, you know, don't get me wrong. I was so happy doing everything. I was excited to come to work every day because I got to work on things for me, but Then it wasn't fun when it was way too much. And I was like, okay, I need to calm down. (laughs) This is way too much. And there were times that I would sit down and I would write down, okay, this isn't working out, but how am I going to get out of this if I still need it for this? You know, I would try to really map out what I had to erase from my life and what I could keep going with, you know, the pros and cons of all the businesses I had. And um, it was very hard, no matter how I saw it, I couldn't get out of it, I couldn't. It was like hair needed photos, photos needed the studio. I had to keep doing hair to keep paying the rent and it was just this vicious cycle like that I just couldn't get out of it. So yeah, when, when COVID happened and we had to shut down, I, we let go of that studio. And this was, we saw it as an opportunity to start fresh and to really align with what it is that we wanted, because it was just eating us up, having that business and having to pay rent and having to do that. Like we couldn't get out of it. We had to stay doing that no matter what. And that's when it stopped being fun. Mm. So it, yeah, that, that was when it really hit us. And we're like, okay, COVID happened. Let's try to align ourselves with what our true passions are our desires and i think it wouldn't have we wouldn't have happened we needed to pause pause our whole life everything even the kids not going to school because that was our routine take them to school go to the studio get out go pick them up come home um, make some something for them to eat or at times a lot of times we would just do drive through go back to the studio finish some clients have dinner there go back home, watch, you know, clean, do a little bit of something at home, go to sleep, do the same thing the next day. And we only had like one day off every week. It was probably Sundays. And sometimes I would still squeeze in a client in the mornings, you know? So it was just harsh. Like this, our studio, our shop was, we were working for our business. Our business wasn't working for us. And that's not how it should be. So we learned, we learned all of that. And yeah, we just, that's when I realized though, 2019 was when I was like, what am I doing? This is way too much. I love it, but no, it is way too much. That
0: was so, it was such a, like a light bulb moment for you. And I think a lot of people felt that way before, you know, before 2020 hit where they felt they were just in this, in this hamster wheel going round and round and round and round and not really knowing how to get off and what to do and what to change and when 2020 hit although a lot of people passed away and that was really sad I also believe that it served its purpose in sort of waking us up to the reality that is We are so busy doing stuff that keeps us busy, but that doesn't make us happy, which is what you said. When it wasn't fun, that's when you realize, why am I doing this? What's the point of running around and missing time with my kids, right? How did you and Dryan as a family, you know, with the kids, I know your kids are a little bit older, but how did you manage to spend time with them and your business?
1: Well, no matter what, no matter how busy we were, we... Our kids were always our priority, and our time was always our priority with them. So I still would work really hard on making time for them. Like, if and I, the number one secret to having crazy, no matter how crazy and busy you get, because even when you start a business, just know you will get busy. You will, because right now you might not be, but that's what you're working towards, and it will manifest. It is no matter how you may think right now, oh my gosh, I'm not that busy, you will, trust me, it will come to where you will be so busy, and you have to be prepared to when you finally get there, you have to expect that, so I, no matter what for us, I always made sure I made time for kids, and I kept my promises, that's the number one secret, Um, keep your promises with your kids, with your family, because if you don't, that breaks everything. That breaks the trust, that breaks the family closeness, the the relationships with everybody. And so that was my priorities. I always kept my promises. and if they had to change for some reason unexpectedly, I would let them know ahead of time. They were the first where I would let them know, hey guys, something came up. I know this weekend we said we were gonna go to the park. I'm so sorry. How about? You guys come with me to the shop. We'll finish this client. You guys will just they knew my kids knew every client took me like you know two hours, one hour if it was a haircut, you know, two hours, two to three hours for color. They knew they had it in their head already because we no matter if we had no sitter, which my mom thank God and my sister would always take care of my kids if they were busy that weekend no problem. I'll take them with me, which that was the beauty of having your own business. You could take them with you anywhere. Mm -hmm. So my kids were my little soldiers. They knew, hey guys, Nana can't watch you this weekend. I have to work. I know I told you guys we'd go to the park, but it's, they'd be like, is it a haircut or color? I swear to God, that's what they would ask me. (laughs) And so they knew, and I'd be like, oh, it's color. Okay. So just a few hours. Yeah. Just a few hours take your laptops, take your, you know, iPads, take coloring books, whatever you want to do. We'll sit there and then we'll go to um, the park. Okay, cool. And they were totally fine with that. Luckily, you know, Mm -hmm. they wouldn't whine. They wouldn't hate me for it because no matter what, I would always make it up to them because I, I wanted them to know, I made you a promise and I kind of have to switch it around, but we're gonna keep the promise as long as you guys can work with me with this. It's always like a bargain, a deal that you gotta kind of do with the kids Mm. and they will get you, they will understand. And my kids are always they're the type that thank me for anywhere we go. I could buy whatever we're gonna buy, it could be a bag of chips at 7 Eleven to like, you know, when we go shopping at the mall or new shoes or whatever. No matter what, as soon as I'm paying with the register, they go, thank you, mommy. Thank you, mommy. They they always thank me as soon as I'm paying, because I believe it's how much we've shown them to come to work with us, Mm -hmm. that they understand the way the money comes and how hard you got to work for your things and how consistent you got to be. And, you know, but at the same time, they they understand where the money comes from. They know it's not from a tree, you know, (laughs) they know it's not from Santa or from whatever they know you got to work for it. So I think having your own business and also including your kids in it, they understand more about life. And that's something I don't have to sit down and talk to them to. Of course we would, but they experience it themselves. And that's just the, honestly, like the best thing you could do as an entrepreneur, having a family is keep your promises Or if they have to change, just kinda like, you know, Mm -hmm. switch it a little bit under let them know they're they're your priority and you gotta switch it, but you know, you're you're still
0: gonna keep the promise no matter what. Yeah. So always keeping them informed and just communication constantly with them has been a great tip for you. You know, something that you've implemented and has worked. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, that definitely has And even when it comes to Brian and myself, like as a relationship, we're always each other's priority, no matter what, no matter how important that job is, or that customer is, um, we let each other know, hey, so I'm kind of stressed out, because you know, this client is a big deal, and this and this and that, and I have to do it. We'd be like, I understand him and he understands me. So we'll be like, okay, it's cool. I know, I got it. So I'll get you for next weekend. Okay. Or tomorrow we'll do something. Okay, cool. Go ahead. That's just leave it because it's business, you know. And we understand, we talk with each other. We understand how important that customer is. Or, you know, if it's somebody, sometimes you do, when it comes to business, you do a lot of things for free as well because you have to expand your network. Mm -hmm. So, we both always talk about it. And he actually showed me that he said, you have to do a lot of things for free, but you also have to know who you're doing them for free for, or who you're hooking up. And those people have to mean something to you and they have to bring something to the table. They might not know it, but they're bringing something to the table as well. And that's how you help each other. And that's how you expand your network. So sometimes we would tell each other, this client isn't paying, but you know, it's, it's a freebie. And he'll be like, okay, I know what that is. Go ahead. So that's like our, our lingo at home, you know, too, when it comes, it's always business. It's always about that. And we also leave our business where it has to be, you know, at work, we leave it there. When we do come home, we do husband and wife regular stuff and kids stuff, you know, it's not always that. But any chance we get it, we're out and about, or even dining with the kids that we're eating especially when we're cooking. Dryan always wants to lecture the kids on cost, on cost and profit. <laughs> it's so funny, but I learned too from it a lot because sometimes all, me and my, you know, we like to cook me and the girls. I mean, right now they're both next year. Well, this coming year, they're going to be 14 and 15. Oh, So they're going to be uh, 14 and 15. And we already started um cooking you know we they cook with me and stuff like that so sometimes we'll make like I don't know we'll make like a salad or something and he go we'll you know we'll be eating and he goes so how much how much was the salad and how much is the dressing and how much is in it so he'll start because this is really good you could sell it and then, so that's like the inside joke that we have. If we make something really good and he starts asking how much is each thing, we're like, oh, he really, it was good then because he's trying to sell
0: it. He's trying to make profit. Oh my goodness. That's how, that's why you guys <laughs> ended up with so many businesses. Do you think a little <laughs> bit of the chaos has died down since, you know, post 2020? Like, did, did that help you? Because I know you said you let some things go during that time. So are you a little bit less busy nowadays? Oh, yeah. So 2020
1: uh, was definitely like a big reset for everybody. That's what that that's what everybody keeps calling it. The the great reset, you know, and I feel like it really was because um, since everything stopped and everything was paused and I had no customers, I had to stop everything. Um, That's when I really got in touch with myself and with my, I thought I was already connected. I mean, I had started my spiritual journey since 2015. So I would go meditate every day. I would work. I would always make time for myself in the mornings, no matter how busy I was, because that kept me sane. If not, I couldn't go throughout my day. So I knew the importance of self-care since then. And I think that's what helped me keep going as well with my businesses, but nothing like 2020, 2020 seriously opened up my eyes so much because since everything stopped and we were just at home, the kids loved it. I didn't realize how much the kids wanted just our presence there so much, you know, even though they were with us going, you know, if they had to come to the shop with us or whatever, um, It's There's nothing like just being with them, cooking or watching TV, or they could be in their rooms and we're in our room, but our doors are open and we could hear everything that's going on. That presence of us just being there, they love that. They love that. We don't have to be doing anything with them 24-7, but just our presence is what made a big difference and I didn't know that that's what they wanted I thought we were doing fine by including them and taking them with us everywhere but that's still not enough it wasn't enough they wanted just us our presence our focus if they wanted to come in the room and talk to us at any time that's what they wanted you know so that that's what really opened up our eyes when everything stopped and um I learned to just put myself first because I was putting everybody else first, my kids, my husband, my business, and then me. So that's not how it's supposed to be. When 2020 happened, I realized that I had to put myself first and feel, you know, whole and feel calm and t- do more self-care, more. I never had time to do my nails or you know, even dye my hair at times, I would have to schedule it to do my own hair, you know? <laughs> so, the irony. <laughs> exactly, yes, that's how busy I was. So I realized like, you know, if I wanted tomorrow, I could dye my hair red if I wanted to or polish my nails red or whatever. And I never had that time before. I never had that luxury before. And so when 2020 hit and everything paused, it really let me value my own time, value myself first, and then everything else will fall under that. It's like an umbrella. Mm-hmm. But I used to think the other way. I used to think I'll, I'll put I'll schedule time for me just maybe like a little bit and then you know, and then I'll take care of everybody else. But no matter what, everybody else comes first. But it's the other way around. You have to really value yourself first, no matter what. And then everything else will fall very nicely. Like people will, your family will see how much happier you are, how much more you're glowing, you know, and then they will want some of that too. So I think that's what the great reset did for 2020. I stopped, we just stopped being busy and it just helped me focus on me. Mm-hmm. That's really all it did. Yeah. So Yeah.
0: Do you still keep some of those practices now that 2020 is gone? I mean, 2021, it's been a little bit more, more hectic this year when everything's going back to normal. Do you still have time for yourself to meditate and all of that? Yeah, I did.
1: So my, so the self-care practices, since I did value, I learned how to value my time more in 2020, I learned, I lost weight first of all, since there was nothing else to do, I focused on my weight loss journey and to feel good. I worked out a lot. I did a challenge called 75 hard. And that challenge changed my life, because you're supposed to do all these things in one day for 75 days. So that really helped me to stay motivated and to um, be disciplined with myself. And that showed me value to myself. So since it's for 75 days, you you just keep doing it. It turns into a habit. And so when we started 2021, I kept those habits as well. And some of the habits that you learn are, you know, you got to read 10 pages of a book every day, drink a gallon of water, work out two times a day for 45 minutes. So I would walk and listen, put on my headphones and uh, listen to meditation things or spiritual things or things I wanted to learn. That was my time. So, all of these things I did for twenty twenty especially with that challenge, I did bring him on to twenty twenty one and it just it has helped me keep going with it. I turned all those um challenges into habits, you know all the things I had to do down that list so yeah, i do i still I still practice them a lot. The only one I haven't really been able to do this year was to meditate because um i had some things happen like my mom came to live with me the kids are back in school we opened up a brand new shop this year so all of those things it has been hard to tap into myself i think because now there's it's a new normal plus you know everything else new on top of that like everything's new this year so i feel like i'm recalibrating myself trying to find time for me even though i'm doing things physically for me I am trying to find my spiritual side again to connect to that. So I know next year will be completely different. And I'm like so ready for that. I'm Actually, when we went to the new moon ritual, Mm -hmm. um, that's when I got all those messages, all those downloads of, yes, 2022, you're gonna hear yourself. I couldn't hear my voice this whole year. I couldn't hear my higher self. I was just doing more physical things, more of like, Things I need to get done, but I couldn't connect to me for this whole year. It was very strange. I could I've been on the spiritual journey since 2015. And I this year, I don't know what it was. It was just very hard. They were there were a lot of lessons that had to be learned this year. I believe it was very hard for a lot of people. But I think that was the lesson itself, you know, that you're like, wait, something's missing. What am I missing? And so now you're like, oh, okay, this is what I, you, you get to grab the things that you did like from the past and keep them with you. Mm-hmm. And that's what this year, at least for me, that's what it's been serving me for.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I know you guys are opening a new shop. Um, you still have your online shop. I know you're still doing photography. Do you ever plan on just doing one thing or do you feel like embracing your multi-passionate side is the best route for you to go I
1: think definitely my multi-passionate side I did let go of doing hair because I felt hair was I it was my favorite thing to do but at the same time it was holding me back from being able to tap into my fullest potential. And at this point, I still, I feel like I've done so many things, but I still don't know what my fullest potential is. And that's what gets me excited. You know, you'd think like, what? That sounds like that kind of sucks, but no, I see it in a different way. It gets me excited to know that there's still more of me in the future to offer or to tap into, or who knows, you know, and, and I, I I knew I wouldn't retire as a hairstylist because I had so much more in me to give out there. I just didn't know what, but slowly these things, I feel like since I did stay open-minded and I just went with the flow whatever came at me and felt good, that's what I would go towards, you know? And I feel like that that led me up to this to be able to experience all kinds of things and meet different kinds of people and if I would have just stayed doing hair that's all I would have been you know but that's why I don't think just picking one for me at least it's gonna be it I get to do many different things all the time like literally last weekend I got booked for the my photo booth business and I did it for um my kids old school, which they loved us two years ago. And they booked us again, luckily. And it was so much fun. Drian got to DJ. I got to set up the photo booth. I got to see everybody dancing and taking pictures and just having a great time. Um, And then, you know, like uh, next weekend, I have a, a photo shoot. And the following weekend, I have an event to go to to sell things from my online shop to be a vendor. So it's, exciting every week I get to do different things with all the things that I love to do and I'm never bored there's always something you know and and at the same time I get to be with my kids I get to just be home with them and I think that's what part of quarantine taught me too is to value my time but I still have enough to put time into the things that I love to do that are just for me, where I don't have to include my kids or dryan The shop is all me. The photo booth is all me. And that's my passions. That's, that's something that I like. They don't have to like it, but I do. And I'm not lost. You know, I'm still here. When my kids go to school, when they grow up, they're going to have their own likes and wants. And that's going to be all them. So this stuff that I do, like my online shop, my crystals. I just started, you know, astrology classes, too. So all of this is me. It's who I am. And it's what keeps me going. It gets me excited every day to see, oh, yeah, today I have this, you know. So I think I'll probably stay this way.
0: (laughs) No, yeah, it seems like it really makes you happy to do everything that you're doing. And why would you change? Why would you change if something truly makes you happy? Even it might be a little bit hectic, but if it brings you that much joy, why stop doing it? So you're talking exactly. about flow, you're talking about astrology and all of this stuff. I want to get into a little bit of that because you are into astrology. So maybe give us a little bit of insight into you know, how we should be looking at 2021 and what's expected for us as a a world, as a universe, um, in 2022?
1: Yeah. So with astrology, the reason I really like it, it's because it's, it's, it's everything. It's just like hairstylists, you know, with astrology, it has math, it's actual facts, it's history, um, it's angles, it's degrees. So I think, I do have a lot of Virgo Capricorn in me. And those two signs are very realistic. You have to see it before you believe it. You have to have facts with those two signs. And um, that's why I realized I like astrology so much because it can't lie to you. There's no way. And the more I study it, it's, it's, I'm, I'm halfway done with the program. So I was supposed to be done sooner, but I'll be done probably like in the next three months and um the more I get into it and the more I practice on friends reading their you know um their natal birth chart and they're like yes I went through this yes the more I get yeses the more I'm like there's no way this is not real this is totally real this is facts like so you know just with experiencing it and learning how to read um aspects and the way everything is lined up. And it it just gives me so much hope for the future because of what it says we're going to go through. So definitely 2020 was the start of a decade, right? That's where it all has began. So it was the big reset, the big reset. We had to go through it no matter what it was. And what's happening is that the uh, Aquarius, Aquarius, is what's taking over for the next ten years, from 2020 all the way to 2030. That's who's that's who's in charge right now. Before it was a lot of Virgo energy and a lot of male male um, energy. So Aquarius is more feminine. So that's the energy that we're transitioning into, and feminine energy is more flowy. We're more about. Um, you know, more getting in touch with our intuition. That's why a lot of people now are very intuitive, or they're very into crystals, or they're very into opening up their third eye, or tarot cards, or, you know, astrology, even. That's why all of this are big themes. Ever since 2020, they like exploded out of nowhere. It's just everywhere now. And so 2020, that's what it was a big reset. We're all turning more spiritually we're all tapping into our higher selves and aquarius also represents um uh it represents community it represents um ideas out of this world it represents technology new things you know it's all for the greater good of all so that's what we're going to be seeing for the next 10 years and um 2021 this year has served us to let us know This whole year has been all about showing you lessons. It was a very hard year because there were a lot of retrogrades going on this year. But retrogrades, people usually are scared of them, but they're not scary. I mean, some bad things could happen. But when you come out of the retrograde, they're all for to teach you this super valuable lesson, things that you had to, you must have gone through them in order to level up. Because if you didn't go through them, you wouldn't have let go of things or been able to level up. So this year, there were a lot of retrogrades, but it also served us to understand that things could have could have been worse. That's the message for this year to end 2021. Everything you went through this year could have been worse, but it wasn't. You were barely like on the edge, but the universe was like, nope. I'm not going to let you fall, come back. Just just look at what could have happened, but it didn't. So it made us be more grateful. It helped us have more grace. It helped us be very, very thankful for what we have been through, for what things that we've been through even in the past before 2020. It made us be just way more grateful. Our hearts are filled with grace right now and gratefulness that things didn't go worse this year. And so- With that energy right there, it's giving us more power to really tap into what we do want for 2021 or 2022. Sorry, so 20, you're a Pisces, right? I am, yes. Wow, okay, so next year is your year for a lot of Pisces, and also, um, Jupiter and Pisces together is the main theme energy for 2022, and it's going to start off since January. So already this year, we're already ending it. We're already being very grateful that things didn't get worse than they could have. And so starting 2022, Jupiter is the planet of luck. It's all about good things, fortune. It likes to expand anything it touches, sometimes a little too much, but it's all about expansion. If you have Jupiter anywhere, it's a good sign. And together, it's going to be joined with Pisces for most of the year. So Pisces, you guys are the last sign, the last zodiac sign. You carry a lot of the weight of everybody. So you guys are very, um, you can feel everybody and you can, you can understand everybody as well, because you guys are very intuitive. You're kind of like the The grandmother of all. (laughs) You you like to watch out for everybody and make sure everybody's okay and you put everybody first. But so together, Pisces and Jupiter, it's going to bring us so much luck and it's going to be our time to be very tapped into our higher selves. And this is a since Jupiter likes to expand and Pisces is a very dreamy um, energy. Together, it's telling you dream what you want now, because it's going to happen. So manifest it. You're like, there's no way it's not going to manifest. We're all going to be all your dreams, basically, this is a time for them to come true. So don't hold back, like, just go for it, especially for Pisces, since you guys are like the grandmother of everybody, and you feel everybody. This is your time. No more thinking about oh is this what they want is that what they want do I want that no more of that like this is a time to really know what you want and to make sure that that's what you want because Jupiter is going to expand that it's going to manifest it so that energy is going to be super high like it's going to start as soon as as January and I think a lot of people are feeling it already too they're like I've heard a lot of people say that they're very excited for the year. like, they can't wait for 2022. They want this year out, out, like go yeah. already.
0: Do you feel that way too? Oh, yes. I think we talked a little bit about it at the ceremony when I was telling you, I feel like 2020 was the year, it was my year. Like that year showed me what I wanted. I traveled the most, which is, you know, funny. I traveled the most. I was more centered. I got to work from home. I worked on my health as well. I was the healthiest. So many things were so good For me in 2020. And I feel as if in 2021, all of that was just pulled away from me. And it's funny because I do feel like 2022 is going to bring on so many freaking amazing things. And I don't even know where that comes from. It's like you said, it's the intuition, right? And I always, you know, we always hear people say, Next year's my year, you know, 2020 is my year, 2021 is my year. But this feels different to me. Where 2022, I told my husband, I was like, 2022, I'm making it my bitch. Like, (laughs) that's how I feel about 2022. Like, 2022, I last ritual, it was the not the full moon. Yeah, it was the full moon because we did the new moon, right? So, the full moon, I saw myself coming out of the earth as a queen, like <gasps> with the crown, it was crazy. The things that I saw. I got it, chills. There, yes. And so, okay. So chills are, you know, a sign that yes. there's truth in it. And so I really, I really did see myself coming out of the earth as a queen and, oh man, like that feels so good because 2021 for me has been really hard, because I have been growing so much. And growth is always, you know, difficult, it hurts, you know. So um, I feel like I've shedded a lot of stuff. I have, you know, peeled back so many layers I've gone through and broken through so many blocks. And I feel as if 2022, is just going to take what I learned and the person that I was in 2020 with the lessons I learned in 2021, and it's just going to come together and it's going to make me the queen that I saw myself being this last full moon. So, oh yeah. everything you're saying yes. is like, okay, we need to schedule a natal chart, and we can go <laughs> on and on about all of this stuff, right, all day. Yes,
1: long. I'd love to read your chart. That would be so awesome. Like now that I'm learning a little bit more of like what this energy does, and I mean, in a natal birth chart, you could see everything literally because it's the time you were born, the place, and the date together. So we ha- We're made up of all the zodiac signs and all the planets, and when you get those three things you know the time, location, and date, you get a snapshot of what the cosmos looked like exactly on that time you were born, that moment you were born, so it tells you everything it tells you the way you're gonna be raised or are raised um it tells you. A the lives you could have been in your past, what you're supposed to be in the future, what you're moving on to. It tells you your tendencies, your habits, your cycles, cycles that you go through, you know, every time you're, every 20 years or every five years. So it helps you really learn a lot about yourself and things that people don't know, only you know. So when you get confirmation from somebody after you read their chart and they're like, yes, oh my gosh, I do tend to do that. It's such a good feeling for me. It, it kind of takes me back to my therapy days with hairstyling, my therapy hair <laughs> sessions. So <laughs> it's it's really cool, and I do feel like you're right. You know, the energies from 2020 to 2021 together are gonna mesh, and it's just gonna be an awesome year for all of us. It's like we're gonna reach our, we're gonna see our potential finally in reality. So it's gonna i'm so excited for you a lot of pisces i'm i'm sticking to pisces next year a lot because you guys are so intuitive you're you're kind of like scorpios scorpios are very intuitive as well but pisces since you can mold yourself and you understand every zodiac sign you might not know you do but you do you really do understand everybody that i'm sticking with you guys like (laughs) I am. <laughs>
0: yeah, I do, <laughs> you know, you it's say. it's funny that you mentioned that because I do feel at times that whenever I read I a horoscope, you know, before when I would read horoscopes and um or people talk about certain te- things that they have as a sign, I'm like, I have that and I have that and I have that. And I can identify myself with so many different people's energies and su- uh, you know, sun signs and all of that. And I I can definitely see that as a Pisces, how that all comes together now.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys can definitely mold yourselves into everybody. You can feel everybody. You can feel everything. Um, and you guys also, I know I know a lot of this because my daughter's a Pisces too. So whenever I'm learning anything about Pisces or Pisces is going through something, right away I check her out or I don't tell her. But I check her out or I'll ask her things and she's like, yeah, I'm feeling this. Or, you know, she loves listening to my astrology predictions, too. So I'll I'll tell her, oh, be careful this week because you might this is this, this and that. And she'll go, oh, I am going through that right now. So I'm like, wow, it, it's crazy. But yeah, she has that energy, too, of like where she can she's very intuitive. She senses everything and you know, you guys, you guys are the best. I love Pisces. You guys are the last sign you, you hold everybody together.
0: <laughs> we are the best. Oh my gosh, Jenny. I feel like we need a part two where we can just dive into all of the woo woo, all of like the spiritual stuff because we're both like really into that so we'll definitely have to schedule a part two I can't believe I mean we touched everything from entrepreneurship to spiritual stuff um, and astrology predictions so it's been so fun chatting with you before we hop off though um if there are moms that are listening that maybe have a desire in their heart or have a vision of for a business how do they even get started how do they get past the fear and the self-doubt to even be courageous enough to take the first step towards building that business and and making it come into their reality
1: you know i since i am into uh spirituality and tapping into your higher self your higher self has the answer to everything and there's the ego, which is all, I call it the little devil on one shoulder, and your higher self is the angel on your other shoulder. So your higher self will always encourage you and tell you what's the right thing to do. And your ego, the little devil, will tell you all the scary things that could happen, you know, if you do this, because the ego only comes out when when it's afraid and it's trying to protect you that's his job it's not its fault to scare you but it just does and it puts scary things into your mind doubts you know all the doubts that we have like you're gonna look stupid don't do it what are people gonna say about you you're gonna fail just stick to what you're doing so what one trick that I learned a long time ago when I started my spiritual journey was to how to how to differentiate both sounds. Is that how you say it? Differentiate Mm -hmm. um, how how they sound because they both. So this is to me how they sound whenever I have a business idea or something that I want to do with my businesses. I do tap into my higher self and I ask it, but it can get confusing because then those fears come in, those doubts come in. So this is how it sounds. Your higher self and your ego both sound like your voice. They both sound like you inside of your head. But the way you can tell which one's which is that your ego sounds very aggressive and its voice, it's your voice, but it's very fast talking and very loud and aggressive. And it'll say, don't do that. Don't do that, Sandra. Why are you going to do that? You, should, you shouldn't you should do that because then this is that. Or what if this happens? Or what if that? It's very fast when you okay. sound when you listen
0: yeah frantic
1: almost yes yes Mm -hmm. when it's your higher self your little angel on your other shoulder it's very it has a very feminine energy to it and very flowy and very relaxed and very it talks very slow and it'll say this is a good idea yeah you should do it yeah let's go for it you're gonna do so good everybody's gonna love it you should totally do it. Like it sounds so reassuring and good. And then sometimes the ego will want to come in and be like, "No, wait, no, no." Like you could totally listen to the difference, right? Yes. I know you, I know you tap into your higher self all the time, mm-hmm. and, and that's how I. That's how I. And I'm getting chills talking about it because mm-hmm. you know chills are real. I always yeah. get chills too. You do too when we. <laughs> whenever we would talk about stuff, we'd get chills. And that's our confirmation telling us, yes, it's true. Yeah. So, so that to me, if you know, even if you're not so tapped into your higher self, or you're barely learning, you know, the spiritual world, and you're, you want to get more into it, just that's how I at least did it, I would talk to myself and really think about it. And if it felt good, even in my gut, If it felt good just thinking about it, and I would picture myself, I use a lot of uh, visual exercises whenever I'm going to start something. So if I could close my eyes and picture myself actually doing this thing, and it felt good, uh, that's a yes. That's definitely a yes, go for it. And forget the fears, fuck everything, like you're going to do great. And I won't look back. And sometimes my ego will try to get in and I'm like, nope, nope, nope. It's going to be great. I'm going to do so good. And I talk to myself so reassuring in that way that there's no way I fail. I don't fail with it. You know, some things could go, you know, left and that's okay. I roll with the punches and I don't speak negative at all. I don't let any negative things get in the way. So I think that's the best way to get your fears out is to really listen and visualize yourself doing the thing and if it makes you happy that's definitely a yes that means go for
0: it and don't look back yes yes that is so true I think that we tend to look for answers outside of ourselves when really the answers are always within we just need to learn how to discern our voice from you know our higher self voice from our ego and be able to tell apart, whether it's coming from fear or fascination. And that is so interesting. Oh my gosh, Jenny, I loved everything that you said. Once again, (laughs) thank you so much for your time. And we will definitely, definitely be scheduling a part two for sure. Thanks again. I will see you in the next episode. So how much did you guys love jenny ah i just love her she is amazing she is such a kind sweet soul and so energetic she's just so fun to be around and we can just talk for hours so part two is definitely in the works i hope that through this episode you have been motivated to take a step towards your dreams remember that if you think too much about it you probably won't do it so just go for it And if you'd like to follow Jenny on her social media, her Instagram handle is at Cosmogen, and you can check out her multiple business pages in the show notes below. Also, don't forget to sign up for the next round of Yes to Me, which starts in just a few weeks. Pre-enrollment is now open, so run and sign up before doors close. I loved what Jenny said about listening to our higher self whenever we're afraid to take a step into something unknown. So this is a great opportunity to tap into your higher self to see if this course is right for you and sign up not knowing all of the hows and just trust yourself that you're in for a ride worth taking. As always, don't forget to share this podcast with a friend and tag me and Jenny in your IG stories. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Happy New Year and I will catch you in the next episode.